Sally Struthers on South Park. That's different from the real Sally Struthers. Is it really yeah. though? Sally Struthers. Because aren't they South so Park, close Park. to reality? <laughs> I forgot about Sally Struthers. <laughs> Welcome to the Blood, Sweat, Silver podcast about the afterliving, book one of his Blood and Silver series, which was written by me. My name is Fernando Rivera, and my co-host is... Matt Steele. Look at him picking up his cues. I know. It's only the final podcast <laughs> that we're recording. Is it, though? Is it, though? Oh. It, it continues. It's we're a, ready for book two. That's book two podcast. The book two podcast. But we, it's a very special day today because we have only one guest, so that means all the attention is on Mr. Dan. Daniel Montgomery. Just me. Is it all the pressure? Oh, uh, let's go with attention. Okay. I mean, he's kind of like a podcast, you know, expert of himself. He had, I he, mean. It, when it comes to horror, you know, I have very few friends that just pop out in my mind. And Mr. Daniel Montgomery is one of them. He's an actor and writer. Uh, you could have seen him on TV shows like uh, Insecure, Mom, and The Middle. He was also on Jane the Virgin. And I oh, loved yes. that role. I don't oh, know why thanks. he didn't just lead with that. Oh, I don't know. And he also has his own podcast uh, based on the... Goosebumps series called Welcome to Deadcast, which if you're a huge Goosebumps person, I guarantee you will enjoy the podcast. I love the beginning of it because it's just <laughs> it's just the tune from like the TV show. Yeah, and it's just like yes, and it yeah. takes a little back to those days. Clips. Oh, the days like a when Saturday it's like morning. you had like that was your day. You had to watch cartoons like that but, was the busy thing. And on your it was day. always very exciting for me because okay, Goosebumps. Do you like go through at each book? Yes, and, like, we do. Yeah, it's like TV yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, okay, and so it's a tedious dissection of so, all the characters. So tedious is a good word. Goosebumps for me as a child was very much like Animorphs in the sense that I made my mom buy me all the books. And then you never read them? And then I never (laughs) Never read read them? them? So just like just so I could have them and I was like I'm gonna read them I'm gonna read them but then of course you know the TV show happened and I was like oh this is so much easier. Wow. Uh, I loved it. I I loved it all. I never read them. I only just liked ordering stuff on Scholastics like because you got the little little magazine and it was like okay I I literally owned every style of sticker there was. Yes. Like on Scholastic. That was all that I bought and I just had binders and binders of stickers that I never stuck on anything because, you know, you want to protect the integrity of the stickers. I feel you. Yeah. As a little child that did not read, I loved Scholastic (laughs) Book Bears. Do you still have them? Of course I do. Yeah. He's not an animal. I'll I'll read them to my children like when I, and I'll scare the living daylights out Yes, you will. They'll be guests uh, on your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's honestly why I want to be a parent, just to scare my kids. Wow. That's that's a really good point. Wait, there's one more thing that I want to talk about. Creep LA. The last run was this past year? Yeah. Yeah, we just closed last week. It is creepy. Creepy as hell. Like I've just, yeah, I've lived vicariously through your creep LA postings, and I'm just like you. You know, you're such a nice, wonderful, approachable person. But knowing your creep LA persona, I just get freaked out. Like, can you describe what it is? I mean, describe your costume. Oh my gosh, my costume. Your this persona. Year? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, each the past five years, we've. I just started an immersive theater company with one of my best friends. You and just started it, guys. You know, it's no just, big deal. You know, it's a big deal. Started, started <laughs> I was bored, and, you know. yeah. and I like scary stuff, yeah. and. We just decided we wanted to do like a little tw- modern twist on a haunted house experience. So we thought, why don't we have a haunted house where you can get touched? Mm, and it's yeah. a little psychological, it's a little where? sexy. Any oh anywhere you oh. sign a waiver. Oh, okay. yeah, and ju- you signed the waiver too today, so you can say whatever you want. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so each year we do like a different. We d- we've done a different theme of what like the word creep means to us. And last year was nightmares. We did another show called The Willows, which was like a murder mystery dinner kind of vibe and so this past year we did house of creep which was sort of a play on an instagram pop-up kind of vibe so Mm -hmm. it was just you just showed up it was 50 people per time slot 
and you go wherever you want, do whatever you want, talk to whoever you want, touch whoever you want. Mm-hmm. And you had just this like long. And like, I had you long, were, you were drawing, long, though. long. I was. I had long, long witchy black fingers, like no shirt, nipple tape, oh. <laughs> jock strap. Okay. Like you, you know, know, no big deal. Yeah. And 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 then it was all about art. So at one point, I drew naked people and ran around and scared people and tickled people, and it was really insane. Have and you I, ever gotten somebody who just completely like resists the experience once they're in there? Yes. Mm-hmm. And every t- every show. And oh. Does it ever get violent or does it just get like embarrassing for them? Or There's one woman that came through and she warned the team before she came in. She said, oh, when I get really scared, I just immediately collapse. So if, <laughs> so if I collapse, don't worry, I'm fine. I'll just, it's just this thing that I have. So I'll just stand back up. So she kept falling down <laughs> and laughing and then kept standing up and kept going through the experience. And then she'd get scared, literally fall on the ground. Did you pay her as being a <laughs> a performer? Because that would have scared the crap out of me if I would have seen this woman it laughing, falling, so, and then coming back to, to life. so badly at first. It was like her brain turned off for half a second and she just immediately collapsed on the ground and then came back to life and like stood well, registers up. no pain and the brain's off. She's and just pain. laughed. She didn't yeah. have like a, a what's it called? A, a, a gurney? A, a safety person with she her? She had a friend like that a, was with her who was just laughing. Who was just like, like, who just like hold her and link arms with her or something? Nope. She, 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 she had a support poodle she, that she would yeah, land like on. A support person. She, she knew herself. She knew her limits. She came through and was like, no, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to get scared. I'm going to fall down. I'm going to oh get God. back up. I'm going to get icon. scared again. Yes. <laughs> like, I truly she was alleged. short, so she's close to the ground. She was I short. Ma- I mean, it really did seem like a joke. So did you have a vampire-themed one, or were there vampires we that did. were in we had the Creepy show this past year? Three year, Not this past year. Okay. Um, three years ago, we did... Uh, uh, our sort of creep show was called Lore, based on the podcast that was turned into an Amazon Prime TV series. Um, scary show okay. about scary real life, um, like where the legends come from, basically. Okay. And and we that year we partnered with Amazon to like to ba- basically bring the TV show to life. And one of the elements uh, that they wanted us to include was one was vampires, mm-hmm. one was werewolves, and then uh, it was um, mental institutions and creepy dolls. So okay. we each that year was kind of like a a mashup of classic sort of historical horror. That's cool. And so we had a scene that was based around Mercy Brown, who is the first American vampire, apparently. Oh gosh, it was in the eighteen hundreds in New Englandish somewhere. She was buried, died of consumption, mm-hmm. and her family also became ill, and it became believed that. Her, she was sucking their blood from the grave. She was rising at night to oh. to cause them to become ill. And they checked out her grave and uh, uh, exhumed her body. And there, apparently, her organs still had blood in them. And it was. Ooh. And this was definite evidence of the very first vampire. I mean, clearly. Well, why did they suspect her over, like, I mean, I'm sure there were other people who died of consumption who whose families also got sick. Like, why was it. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not totally sure. It was like sort of like a perfect storm of elements where the family members that had been sick had visions of seeing her mm-hmm. and said that she was coming in at night and like sitting on their chests and like oh, you know geez. I know all the, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, good Thank for her. you, but Murphy, Murphy, uh, Murphy, Murphy Brown, Brown. Murphy, Murphy Brown. Brown. <laughs> yes, yes, that's Trump's right. Which Mercy just Brown. came back. <laughs> um, just came back on TV. Just great. take a blip. For yes. just like a second. A just blip. for a little bit. She Murphy Brown never dies. Um, the first American vampire, <laughs> well, Murphy there were, Brown. There were a lot of conditions that were going around that people, you know, that made people believe that vampires existed. Like there was yeah. something close to sickle cell anemia where they would get very pale and, and they would 
get elongated canines or their gums would recede, which would make, would their, make teeth their teeth look, look longer. a lot longer. So they would think, oh, like they're, you know, they're vampires or sometimes the idea of a blood transfusion that would make somebody feel better. People would think, oh, well, they need blood to live. Yeah. Um, and even certain, you know, bodies that corpses bloat and they'll move mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll, they'll shift in their coffins and it'll make the wood creak like that makes it seem like there's something still living under there, which is kind of what contributed to a lot of the vampire lore that everything's based on there's also in, along with that and with mercy herself um you know people that <laughs> were say murphy <laughs> i know <laughs> who were buried um uh, when they weren't actually dead yet so yeah. and they kept and this was part of what our sort of scene was we had a graveyard with coffins and and one guest out of the group would be pulled it put into a coffin and would have to be in the coffin for about 10 minutes. Mm. And they would have like a one-on-one sort of scene with an actor playing Mercy. Mm. And she would talk about how, um, how sick she had been feeling. And then she would kiss them. And it was very Oh my God, that's but she, But there was also a trend of being buried and they would place uh, a string in the coffin with a bell. With a bell, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. if you weren't actually, you wake up in the coffin, you would ring the bell. And so we had bells ringing, and she would like ring the bells and like throw throw bells at you. And it was this we whole sort of thing. We used to do something similar to that when I was a kid. My brother scares the crap out of me to this day, but that is how he survived his childhood was making mine miserable. Mm-hmm. And so we would have a tent that you know, like a fort that would be put in the middle of the living room. We had a, a my buddy doll. Yeah, you know, before I guess of Chucky. course, right before. And so we get the my buddy doll, and it would just kind of go around the perimeter of the tent and just pop in and pop out. Or sometimes when like the, the doll, we couldn't find the doll, we just have a bell. And so you'd be in the tent and when you heard the bell, you had to get to the other side of the tent or you wouldn't get grabbed. Like we would just do stuff like that to each other, you know, as kids. I'm sure um, our parents were just like, oh, as long as they're doing something constructive, like, who cares if they're scarred? They'll be okay. <laughs> They'll be fine. But which, you know, helped shape us into the wonderful horror lovers. That, yeah, they won't write books about today. it and make horror movies about their childhood. Oh, I know. I'm totally just like getting revenge on all my family with the writing that I do. Yeah, <laughs> same. I've noticed that I always write stuff where there's a very like, absent or bad father figure yes when i had a great father <laughs> like my father's amazing <laughs> and i'm always just like oh isidore was such a <laughs> jerk well i mean it was really james wasn't it the good parts yeah the yeah good parts the good parts was really was really james but yeah let's let's dive into the book so uh thank you for taking the time out of your busy halloween creep la schedule to yes. read it thank you wonderful yeah, was, yeah we have a celebrity amongst, oh amongst please oh my god is that you from creep la it, <laughs> you, he recognized you with my nipple tape yeah. <laughs> yeah didn't notice you without the black eyes um but yeah so so how did you enjoy or not enjoy this spin on what vampires are or disciples are in the world versus what is put out on tv and what you're just used to growing up with I grew up very religious mm-hmm. and when, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was like a private Christian school my whole life, North whole Carolina, life. Oh, North Carolina, ba- grown up Baptist. Mm. So I have a very, I'm very um, biblically aware mm-hmm. and I appreciated the sort of biblical twist on everything, including it's it, you, have we talked about Dracula 2000. Uh, I briefly mentioned it, but it was just me talking about it. So I would love for you to talk about it because I love that movie. I mean, Gerard Butler, you know, <laughs> but the concept is Vitamin amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but the concept is amazing and I loved it, you know, because yeah. Judas doesn't get enough recognition as adding to the color of, of, the, of the Bible and the history of just things out there that are not exactly the most holy. Right. Dracula 2000 sort of posits that, you know, Jesus, Judas, like mm-hmm. the first vampire, basically. Yeah. And... I remember seeing that and thinking that was shocking <laughs> and so sacrilegious and yeah. just, I couldn't believe it. But it was also Wes Craven. Uh, was it Wes Craven's? Uh, 
Well, wrong? he did because um, John Carpenter did vampires. Vampires, yeah. yes. I, I can, I can. Let me just. Would you Google? I will Google it. Hold Go on, ahead and, and hold on. And you guys keep talking. Yes. Oh yeah, because Matt doesn't do I, horror. Matt doesn't. Don't, you don't understand I, anything I that do we're horror. saying. I do horror. I just. You I'm remember? You remember expert. vitamin C, don't you? Of course, I remember vitamin C. And I just found out like a God. year ago that vitamin C is Amber in the Hairspray movie. Do your Google. We're Which, not talking about. Okay, well, I'm just saying that's just like a fun fact about vitamin C. Amber in the Hairspray movie. Yes, the original 1980 Hairspray movie. John Waters Hairspray. She is. Oh yes. my god, are you not Googling? I know, mind blowing. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as you were saying. Yeah, so it didn't occur to me up until that point in my life that there would be any sort of um, Jesus related to vampires <laughs> in any capacity. Yeah. I was like, what? And I thought that was kind of genius mm-hmm. a little bit. So I loved it when I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, also you see a part like Judas still feels very hurt and he still feels very connected and like just a very personal just blow to him. Yeah. And I like that connection. Like it, it wasn't, it, it kind of makes you sympathize slightly with the character and, and just oh steel did you guys i'm so so sorry oh, neither no. of you were correct it was patrick lussier it was who, who? directed <laughs> dracula 2000 why did i think wes craven because we love wes craven r.i.p maybe i was getting confused with cursed mm, did you see that ri- not even written by no. it was written by patrick okay too. we get I'm it hairspray <laughs> wow yeah anyways well, i guess i know more you know what i can just edit that part out so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um so diving into the afterliving, I thought all the biblical sort of references and the depth of the sort of universe mm-hmm. was really overwhelming and really exciting, deeper than I thought it would be. Yeah, if somebody were to just jump into this, they would be like, this is a lot of stuff, but it informs a lot of what we believe now and what we would want to teach our children. And you know, a part of it is a little bit of information dump, but then it kind of informs you on how high stakes everything is for the yeah. characters. I felt a lot of that. I appreciated the amount of detail and even sort of the, uh, can we talk spoilers here? Great. Um, sort of like Mary Magdalene twist at the end. Like, I love her. She's so mad. <laughs> she is so mad. She's so fierce. Um, I was really shocked when she got, when Lucy got stabbed. Very, 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 very shocked. But yeah. there are different types of what I think of as like, you know, your typical sucking the neck sort of like vampire mm-hmm. and then like a psychic vampire and then like the not so bad vampires that are just trying to make it. Like what we do in the shadows kind of a yes. kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. I think with the after living, it was such it's such a interesting twist on all of that. Be- well, I, I kind of wanted there to be a way for all the vampire stuff that exists can exist in this world it too. still works yeah because it's like it's like that's why i wanted the whole idea of inviting people in and getting younger and drinking human blood versus animal blood and and like I, I wanted there to be a place to where you could still fit in all of your favorite vampire characters somewhere in the afterliving because of course the afterliving much like christianity is just one part of their world that exists yeah, there, all, there are things yeah. beyond the afterliving that are supernatural they're just not called the afterliving and so that's what i wanted to explore you know, like that you talked about the mythology being deep, and well, in the next book, it gets a little bit deeper because I'm I'm more exploring like what the conduits believe, and now the world that Manny has chosen to join, it starts to take more concrete form, and he realizes where he fits and if he fits at all. Because like all of us, we go through this religious you know conversion phase where we're super happy, and it's just like yeah, this is what I want, and then you get there, and the honeymoon for the honeymoon phase like wears away, and you think okay, wait, so how am I going to keep my high of being involved in this? And you kind of start to analyze what your choices were and, and what they are now. And you also have the choice, you know, to give it up. True. This is a little bit of a stretch, but like Manny's mom, she ends up 
as far as we know, becoming a vampire vampire, mm -hmm. you know, fitting into that yeah. sort member of, of like... Member of the Fallen. Right, member of, member of the Fallen, the exactly. Fallen. So, ev like, the afterliving have made, like, they've made a choice, in essence, because based on faith and a couple other things, but they've made a choice to live this particular way, and then, you know, surviving off of sheep delicious <laughs> delicious sheep's blood that i'm dying to try dying to try some like, southton blend it sounds so good uh, it is no, it's every, maple infused every single time it was mentioned i was like I no it sounded, skip. it sounded pretty good <laughs> like, it's, it's gonna be really good think of like butter beer no. but with blood just think of like red butter beer <laughs> yeah red but just like, food red, like, like some red 52 in it mm, or like whatever that, that chemical is so one thing that i really wanted to incorporate was the idea of them having special powers mm -hmm. and i'm a huge fan of twilight yeah i won't deny it i loved twilight and i loved how they each had different powers yes but i wanted it to also have a reason as to why they have certain powers was, certain eye colors yeah so how was your take on the talents i thought it was really fun did you like the talent that you currently have or possess Oh wait, which one would mine be then? Well, is that what color are your eyes? My eyes are blue. So are they like a are they, are they like, like a gray a blue? Are they like a ocean blue? Or are they like a turquoise? They're like a gray blue. I'm like I mean, we're in the blue. dark right now, but like your eyes are pretty gray blue. Like yeah, that's, I'd that's say something gray. I noticed about you right away when I first mm. met you. I was like, ooh, what a gray blue eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, if they're if they're more on the blue side, then you'd be a Verivox, and a Verivox is what Gabriel was. And that you're able to, it's a talent of accountability, which means you can bind somebody to your word. Mm -hmm. But you have to make a promise to them, and they make one to you. So it's kind of like a sire bond. It, yeah. it's, it's like a it's like a, a quick fix sire bond type. That's of thing. my talent. That if they're more blue, on the gray side, that hasn't been quite introduced in this book. It's going to be something called a speculum. You might prefer that one. So like, I might. You might prefer that one. Remind color me. Your eyes remind are. me what turquoise is again. Turquoise is mica. So you're a divineer. Which means that you have yes. the talent of prophecy. Mm -hmm. So, but prophecy. I don't want that. You don't want that? No. <laughs> I mean, it's not totally reliable, so it could just be something that meh. But prophecy is a big reason why Manny got into this whole yes. deal. To but somebody else can have that. <laughs> I don't want that. Give it to the older I'm very gray. People. I'm very gray blue. I, <laughs> I know I have s s the speculum power. Yeah. Do you? Speculum. You could be a Seraflex, so half and half. I guess I could. Uh huh. Could. That's complicated, though. And you're brown eyes, right, yeah. Steel? Yeah. So we're volocults. We're just probably the most powerful yes. things out there. Yeah. I'm, like really, I'm like really looking at your eyes now. I'd be like, you have a little honey tinge. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, mine are like a little honey brown. Like honey they brown, are. Like Lucy? Oh, please. Oh, my God. Oh, we can't. Oh, you're not. No, you are oh, not. my God. You are not playing Lucy. Guys. We are done with this. This is destiny. We're done with the subject. We're actually going to move on. <laughs> How did you, I guess, feel looking at the story from the point of view of Lucy versus, you know, Mary Magdalene versus Judas? Like, had you ever thought of her having any part in, a bigger part in the whole, you know, like, religious supernatural realm? Or was she just kind of something that was cast away because in certain versions she was a whore or a prostitute, which is, of course, things that were added later on in the Bible that yeah. didn't have any merit in the early uh, drafts? You know, I, I it didn't occur to me, and I, I genuinely was... A, a little shocked when we were it was revealed who who she was i like that inclusion i think it's really fun you know i wasn't i i wasn't totally on her side at first <gasps> oh neither was i yeah what no it's lucy no. oh well okay. yeah i was well, on you know I, what i was on lucy's side but then i i was so into lucy that when i when i realized what's this and i knew miss there was i knew something was going on with miss maggie, miss maggie. and i was and yeah. i and my brain was like no she she killed the dad it was like, like, <laughs> oh, oh oh the entire book i'm suspicious of lucy i would say oh the, not lucy for me miss maggie, maggie kept coming up 
and I knew mm-hmm. there was something important there with his with the memories okay. that were there, and that she had just sort of disappeared. That I thought there's got to be something more going on there. But once I, I had gotten so invested into Manny and, and Lucy, and it was Alma status, I knew that was what was <laughs> the deal was like. So once we found out that I was Mary Magdalene, it took me—I mean, maybe a page or two—to sort yeah. of like to get on board. Because at first I thought, well, what's your angle, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> Why were you lying this whole time? Like, what's your deal? But then, yeah. but then she there's also to protect him from the truth. For yeah, me, then yeah. there was like a little bit of an extra twist, though, when with the Ju- Nicholas Judas stuff, because you know he's like, well, Christ isn't who you thought he was yeah. either, you know. And 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 then I thought Jesus, the guy, not the spirit, and like Mary having some sort of like selfish affair. And then I thought, I, I don't know, maybe. maybe. And like, then get the popcorn. And then you. I twisted back to being like, no, no, we need to go with Mary. <laughs> and and you know, well, the Lucy whole duality Lucy. of Jesus is something that was very big in the Gnostic um, religion, mm-hmm. like him being you know, part man and part spirit, but not like the same thing. And so that was also why he represented Judas was more pro lycanes because your main school of thought trickles down to those who follow you. So that's it's kind of scary link to them but what what is your uh, going back to the whole vampire thing what is yeah, your yeah. favorite vampire like movie or franchise or oh wow that's such a good question i mean i'm such a buffy and i, I never I, saw the tv show really i, I saw the movie i love the movie and the it can great. do oh, no wrong Fernando, you would love i, I keep TV getting show. told that but i'm not the biggest fan of one or two of the actors so i'm just like oh, I don't what do you mean i don't i don't understand scary. what you're saying so moving on my favorite um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite i love Dracula dead and loving it. Oh, wow. That is my favorite vampire movie. Really, really funny. Because, Genuinely very yeah, funny. Yeah, and I, I feel like just Mel Brooks can, anything he touches is, yeah, is, do no wrong. is gold. Yeah, and we always, my brother and I always quote, um, I'm drinking wine and eating chicken. <laughs> and then my mother will say, Renfield, you asshole. <laughs> like, these are just things that go on in our household. How do you feel about um, the 1994 Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola? I saw it once, mm-hmm. and then... I don't even think I saw it in its entirety. It's I just remember so bits wild. And, but I remember bits and pieces of it. But because I saw that, that made me love Dracula Dead and Loving yes. even more. Because well, yeah. I was like, oh, these are like these are literally like character for character what was in the thing. But I can just relate and I feel healthier mentally watching this one than I do watching the other one at the age that I was. Yeah. Um, but again, the throwback to the names like Mina and yeah, Lucy, that's exactly like, what I was about to ask. I, there's no you can't get like that's you can't get around that. It's yeah, and there was just one of those things. And I looked it up. I was like, okay, it's it's public domain. Okay, can you just yeah, 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 like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I love just the whole like Mina and Lucy, and again because of you know Dracula, Dead and Loving, and Bram Stoker's Dracula and all that stuff. And the funny thing was is that Lucy. I wanted her to have the name Weston because mm-hmm. their property was on the west side relative to the Stockton estate. Like That wasn't intentional? No, Weston Row was not intentional. Really? It was not. I just thought Weston, great. Come on. And then but then I, I went to um when I, I, I traveled to London a couple of times, like Weston is a very big name over there. Like it's a very wealthy family and they were I guess contributed or donated to a lot of, you know, museums and stuff like that. So that helped, but really the whole purpose of her name was the fact that she was on the west side. That is property, so funny. Which, you know, like that's kind of how it worked out. And Mina worked out because the mother's name is Minerva, which is, I mean, I'm into Greek mythology. So that was um, Athena is, is also Minerva if you, or Minerva, if you switch it around. Um, and it's a big name that's in the Mexican culture or the Latino culture. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of variations on names. Everybody has several names. Yeah. In the, in the Latino culture, it's like you have so many names and it's just 
you respond to all of them. You know, like I have probably four or five variations of like, my this name. This is your name and note. Then this is your like baptized name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's yeah. why, like, you know, Manny was Emmanuel. He was Manny. Right. He was Manuel. And you know, the mother was, oh, call me Minnie. Like, call right. me, you know, Minerva. Like, call me Mina. Yeah. You know, so that's just kind of <laughs> where the culture lends to fitting that into the story. But then Wilhelmina is, you know, the um, is a, a variation of Wilhelm which is a patron saint of like adopted children. Mm -hmm. So that's the idea of James and Jacob or Isidore mm. being part of her world. That was why she chose that name was because she has such a connection to them. Wow. So that gives, mm -hmm. that speaks to her. So like there's a reason for it, but it just happened to wonderfully work out that it was an homage to, you know, Mina and Lucy. And we talked about the other day, Lucy is the patron saint of, of eyes or the blind, mm -hmm. which is why like, you know, she says, open your eyes, open your eyes. Yeah. Like that's her first, I guess, dialogue in the book it's because it just reflects her discipleship of helping people see yeah what is really out there but that was just something that you know i was like i'm gonna put this in for me and we'll see yeah. if somebody gets it i like i'm glad i it. i'm glad i know all these these little extra details yeah and of course i Micah, picked up on a lot of them I'm, if you come from a strong like i guess vampire background then you're like oh this is like when right away when minerva isn't allowed to come inside yes no I, or like I was, she hesitates it's just like oh well you know what i actually thought the very first um and I mean, I knew we were getting into vampires, obviously. Um, but the very first dream or dream reference that Manny has of um, him sleeping next to Lucy and wanting to wake up to feed, like to get something to eat, mm -hmm. my brain was like, oh, vampires, like to feed on each other. And I, no. oh, I, I immediately creepy. thought that. Okay. I immediately thought like, oh, she's nudging him to, it's midnight, it's time to feed on each other. And I thought, this is going to get nasty. Oh, and I was like, no, no, they're just they're little children. kids scampering yeah. to they're the real kitchen. They're hungry, guys. They're real. <laughs> just genuinely really hungry. Yeah, it's like, this is kind of what you do. And going on to the, the lichens, because everything comes from, originates from a religious sect yeah. coming into power. I mean, I, I I like that everything was sort of connected with, you know, werewolves and, and also with the witches, but I hadn't seen any sort of, I, I don't think so, any sort of werewolf connection with anything biblical or anything, you know, religious by any means. I don't think they get enough attention. They, there's they like, really they're don't huge get in like Native much. American mythology. And Going back to talking about lore, there was an episode that we had to pull some content from, about, I think it was in the 1300s or the 1400s in Germany, where there was a man mm -hmm. that believed he was a werewolf and just, you know, murdered a bunch of kids and ate them and stole, stole babies and all that and would okay. did it while he was naked and just wore like animal fur over himself. Okay. Oh. I'm thinking of like Transylvania 65,000 if you've seen oh that Oh my movie. gosh. Wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, but very, very scary and awful. And there was like a sect of, what was it? Um, monks that I guess tried to stop him or something. Mm -hmm. And, that's the closest I've ever heard anything <laughs> to like connecting, yeah. um, you know, werewolves with any sort of biblical references or anything religious. So I, I, I at first I, I didn't understand. I, I ended up making sense, but I didn't, I didn't understand what the connection was until it was, you know, trying to kill Judas, trying to kill himself, and yeah. was like, I'm just gonna throw my body to like a pack of wolves and Let's have them eat happens. me alive. Have them have it out. In stories, it's always the trifecta of like vampires, witches, and werewolves. Yeah, and so it's like, well, they clearly are probably all. They came up together in the neighborhood, yeah. so they had to have all come well, from the same place. I, I loved all the um, uh, the silver connections, especially with the the spear being you know laced with whatever the type of silver moon that, silver or moon silver yeah. that needed to be in order to you know actually kill Jesus. You yeah, know? because there's there's I mean because silver is always present as something yeah. that wards off evil, and it works on vampires, but it also works on werewolves. So it's like why is like I don't. 
because they're different. So why does it work on the same people? I so know. that's that was kind of like okay, well, I'm gonna make it. Like I wanted to have some kind of a scientific or at least yeah, I thought that biblical uh, connection. I, I just as a, as a horror fan always know like silver bullet kills a werewolf. I do want to go to that bar. The Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. I would like to go to that bar. Yeah, just go sit with Wolf with my werewolf boyfriend and have like yeah. a have like a fruity drink. Yeah, I would really, really, really like that. Like, guys, it's so stressful, but like uh, at least we're all safe here. <laughs> no, we can all be ourselves. <laughs> our How did you and they, they in the LGBTQ <clears throat> aspect of the of the podcast? Was it you or was it Luis made a comment about how when you see Wolfgang in the bar, you automatically have a different yeah. take on him yes. because you're like, you oh, he's family. Him. Oh, that's exactly. How I felt. I felt, I immediately liked him a lot more. You yeah. did. How did you like the dynamic between him and Gabriel? And just I thought it was really sweet. I I wanted to see more of um, sex. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to see them, and maybe this maybe maybe we did, but I want to see them just like at home on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know? So just like rom com. Like, like just I just want to I just want to see like what they're like when things are going great. But I mean that's like that's like any <laughs> you know? that's like any sort of initially villainous character you know yeah. you kind of once you like find their more human side you're kind of more interested in them and you kind of just want to see what their daily well, life is I, like i started to not see him so much as like the main vi- like the big villain necessarily and that was another question that i posed to the group of the last podcast was um when it came down to the final showdown you know the invasion at the church mm-hmm. like did you feel more sympathy for for wolfgang you know i i was sad that it came down to it in the in that place anyway i i just thought can't we just can't we just move past this you guys um but (laughs) i um you know i really felt for wolfgang a lot and Mm -hmm. more so specifically for wolfgang not necessarily the lycanes yeah like coming in and throwing things off i don't know i kind of felt for the lycanes because i feel like they've been so as a group have been so villainized by these disciples. Yeah, I get, I get that, but um, I just wanted them just to stay out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just, now's not the time, and I know they didn't, yeah. you know, but I, I mean, obviously I wanted, like, you know, I, I think we innately were more on the, the, the disciple side just because, mm-hmm. you know, we're... Well, because the story's told from, from their Manny's point of perspective, view. Of, yeah. of course, but I did, but I thought for a moment that maybe things might switch the other way, and I wouldn't have been opposed for that. For it, him to choose a lycane yeah. side? Yeah. Um, I'm so like pro Lycane, like anti disciple. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, I think like, these I, people are creepy, and they think they run everything. And who do they think they well, are? What you <laughs> learn is that everybody, like everybody, has problems. Like everybody, mm-hmm. you know, th- even the disciples. There's like these traits that are these strong traits that are, that are that that come through that m- aren't really a good thing sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of like you, you inherit. Like the sins of the yeah. father become the sins of the son. The purity of what all everything was supposed to be just kind of gets muddied and lost mm-hmm. a little bit. So, I think there's arguments for both for both sides. Obviously, Would I just you... I just like some gay werewolves. Some <laughs> some, more, <laughs> some like some gay werewolves, and that's I mean, exactly there, what it is. There but... might be some more stuff later on. But I was like, oh man, they had a he had to die. <laughs> <laughs> Would you own a Vulgata or a Bible? I would probably say Bible. Bible, yeah. Because, I mean, they're very close. When I was first promoting the book on Instagram, I did a lot of just regular memes where I would take quotes from the Bible, turn them into quotes they would be in the Vulgata, and then I would post them. And, I mean, I had, like, you know, like, red font. Like, I wasn't – and I even had, like, the afterliving tagged, you know, on the bottom. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to deceive in any way. And I would get these comments about, like, oh, we love, like, your faith, and we love this and this and that. And, I mean, really going for it. And – I'm all about being zestful for your religion. But at the same time, I thought, like, guys, this isn't 
like this isn't did you read what this said yeah Yeah. like buy the book and read it it's like (laughs) it's like this is not really from the bible but yet because it's just so close to the truth and people just have an automatic response where it's like oh yeah that's what i believe i'm gonna praise it it's like oh well i mean mean, it is so close people will just like follow any sort of hashtag and just like automatically like anything that's attached to it even if they don't read crazy I mean, I was happy to get. I was happy happens. to get the comment. You're like, like sure, like, thanks. yes, thanks like. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna send you to my Amazon page. Here we go. <laughs> Instagram's about to take away your likes, though. Already. So we had a little bit of rapid fire questions that um, I will just ask you now without having to rapid fire them. But if you had a choice, who would be your saved? Who would be your sire? Who would be your alma? Oh, okay. I, it in, can be in real life. In real, real life? life? Yes, not in real life? I mean, you can use characters from the book if you want to save your ass, but... but... Your mom would get upset that you didn't pick her for something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, if you didn't save your brother, your twin brother... Oh, it would be... I would have to I would have to save my twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> I w- or would I w- he save you? No, I would have to save him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna no, happen. that's 100% the answer for that. Uh-huh. Like, and I... We, it, that'd be very important. That'd be first and foremost. I would not save my... My brother's like, I'm like, you're gonna the lycanes i know you want to be with them just no. go we'll meet in another life yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyways go ahead no matthew my twin brother for sure that's mm-hmm. who, that's who i'm mm-hmm. saving 100 percent um oh gosh can we say my alma's jake gyllenhaal because we were just talking about him <laughs> <laughs> yeah jake if you're hearing if you're having mm-hmm. dreams Taylor about Swift daniel montgomery he her, uh, her alma turns out she's wrong so i'm listen i'm worth the attempt like it's <laughs> it's like we can go with that um yes let's go with, let's go with jake gyllenhaal while we're here um who would be my sire oh gosh i don't know oprah Oh, that that's was a the, that's answer. a double Oprah, yeah. yeah. We really, we've we we already got an Oprah. Oprah? We've gotten an Oprah, yeah. Yes. Oh. So now you Wouldn't and the person you... who picked Oprah have to you battle would be, it out. You'd be brother and no, they'd be brother and sister. Oh, okay, Oprah brother. has enough blood to go around for everybody. But who yeah, would be the does. first one sired by Oprah? The other person, I'm, I'm because trying, I'm, I'm really you young. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't even know how. I actually, I need to answer this question. Finally, I haven't answered it. You haven't answered it? No, I've done everybody. I've done everybody. Well, you better answer it right now. I obviously haven't even thought about it. Um. I would save, I would save my niece. Mm-hmm. I'd have to save my niece because my brother ain't going to do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I love you, Roy, but you can go run with the lycanes. Bye, Roy. <laughs> Bye, Roy. Um, and my sire would be J.K. Rowling. Great. And my that alma works would be, oh, this is hard. This is very important. <laughs> I think dun, I'll just dun, 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 I'll just stay single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your Alma's yourself. That's so sad. That's what you said. That's what I said. That's what you said. Alma's yeah. myself. I'm like Emma Watson. I'm self partnered. Yeah, that's right. And, well, I'm not gonna get I'm gonna get technical, but you don't get to choose yours. Oh, that's yeah, right. You, you know what? To... I don't get to choose my Alma. Yeah. So no one gets. We none of us get to choose. Yeah, it's our true. Alma. None so of us. So all this question is just for naught. So this question is just crap. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna. Just oh get God. Like we're done with that. It's like oh, I'm gonna get stuck with like. Some like idiot, and she's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> that's, that's true. We don't get to choose our alma, um, but you do get to choose disi- disciple, lycane, or conduit. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with disciple. Disciple? Yeah, okay. I am. I am. I think it's a classic. But I feel like I. Would... But you know that you have a very important job ahead of you, which will not end until all the living is sired or claimed. Are you trying to sway I'm just my decision? Saying. I'm just saying <laughs> until. Until all the living. No, is... I think uh, you know. I'm yeah. I'm fine okay. with that. Okay, okay. Listen, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, you can join the fallen and hang out with Mina. I can always do that if I want to. If you want to, you know. 
Yeah, and then you can just ask for forgiveness to come back into the afterliving, right? Because that's how it works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That's what I've been taught. Yeah, there's like confession. It's like Catholicism. Yeah, it's like it's it, they're the sacraments. And you then totally the do priest that. is just like, yeah, sure. You just ask forgiveness Ta- for your say sins. Say a Hail Mary and welcome back to the club. <laughs> say a Hail Lucy. We're good. I would choose out of all of them. I would go with the disciples. And then that'll probably change in the next couple of books. But for now, I would say I want to be a hardcore disciple. When you're writing this, did you think I'm Manny? Oh, I wrote this originally as a movie so that I could play Manny. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay, I need to write a little bit more um, because this is not going to get done in 120 pages. And so I, I I wrote it intentionally with his age being at 26 to turn 27. So at the time, that's what my, that was my age. And I was like, yeah, great, I, I can just, do it. Last year. Movie's gonna yeah, make, it was just like, gonna made it was just like, seconds. you know, last like, year. Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I can totally, like, you know, we can totally party with the Hadians. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was the intention but when it does get made i'm like totally gonna petition to be manny or yeah, i would you should I, I could also that's how, that's how i read it yeah and I, I mean i was also wanting to leave room for older characters to be able to let actors that are our age that are, are looking for you know the fun young concepts but they can't play like the cw teen well some can um you know like there's a, an avenue to do that in a fun world. Cause I feel like new adult is also a very, um, a, a more recent genre of books because mm-hmm. people are graduating from the young adult, but yet they still have that fiction addiction and they want to get in on the excitement and the fantasy. Yeah. So new adult is kind of for that next step. So you can still have, you know, fun and, and enjoy your Harry Potter books that were coming out when you were growing up, but then jump onto a new series that you can step into and yeah. enjoy the, the fantasy. How, um, how old do you envision, James looking like if you're casting James in the movie, what would the age range be? Because I've written the pilot for this already. And just because, you know, I had some free time. Yeah, I had some free time. And it works really well with in the initial introduction of him, him being about 19, like a teenager. Yeah, because it's it's more of a, um, you know, the age difference between him and Manny is much more interesting when he mm-hmm. should be a subordinate or an inferior, um, I guess, presence because of his age. And then, but yet you get to see the visions of Isidore and that's somebody who is a little bit closer to Manny's age, if not older, mm-hmm. until you realize, you know, how old he really was. Um, and this is all just a projection in Manny's head. Um, but yeah, that was what I wanted to do initially. And then, of course, the disciples have a very... Like, they have the advantage of being able to age up and down however they want to. So, you know, the next season, it could be played by somebody who's a lot older. Or, like, you know, yeah. like, let's say the person who is playing an older character, you know, knock on wood, passes away or is unavailable. Great. We'll put somebody else new in there, and you can just throw something in there that they just sired somebody, and, and now we have a younger actor to play them. I had know? I had a thought. I mean, I was also thinking about the movie as well as I was reading it, of course. And... I initially when I started reading it, I pictured, yeah, James is like 19. But by the mm-hmm. end of the book, in my brain, he was like 40. Yeah, he like you know? ages yeah. throughout the book. Yeah, like, like like he felt like that at uh, least. To me, he was always a solid like 28, mm-hmm. like a douchebaggy 28 um, in the beginning. And then, and then he kind of stayed like a little bit 28-ish, but like his demeanor changed. Well, obviously. because when you look visually at like the scene when they – pretty much have that fight in the library before Manny decides to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like holding his cheek and caressing him and it would look so awkward for there to be like a young 19 year old doing that. But then that is pretty much what makes it so what fun it to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it Oh, so like this, like that, 
power dynamic is completely yeah. weird but accurate for the story. I yeah. also had a thought of if you would cast the same actor for them the, to play James and Isidore. Oh, no, yes, of course, mm. but also and Manny. Oh, that would be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd have to do some things, but like it kept coming up how sim how much they looked alike. Mm-hmm. Miles Teller will play uh, James, and I will play me, yeah. and then John Bernthal will play uh, older Isidore. That's and we're perfect. Done. That's we're... absolutely perfect. Yeah, totally. Well, I think we're coming to a close with that. Unless you have any more questions, just anything you want to add about horror in general. Um, I really enjoyed the book. Good. I'm glad I enjoyed it too, and it's it's something that you know I, I was telling people that if you come from from a religious background and you're not really into the horror scene, you'll appreciate how it's written and if you're way into the horror scene and you're you know not that big on religion you'll get a kick out of it and you'll laugh and it'll be you know a good thing you can yeah. share with other people and I, there's a lot of things to learn too i don't know anything about either and i still enjoy it there we go <laughs> because you want to play lucy that's why <laughs> oh. I love it lucy's based off of me yeah so. oh yeah he's like yeah. he's like vying to play lucy i'm like i'm sorry yes, but i can you see that cannot yeah she has red hair and i'm the only redheaded actress in town that's true so. or i can just get kj appa to do it who? Red hair girl. <laughs> I'm just With saying. those dyed eyebrows, get I'm out of here. <laughs> Honey, that is some purple hair dye job if I ever saw one. Okay. I'm just well, saying, I, I've never seen him before. I'm very sure he's very talented. But like, and the opinions expressed red. in this podcast completely reflect everybody's own individual <laughs> thoughts and not the hive mind mentality. Oh, speaking of, of hive mind mentality, I had... A couple of questions that I wanted to end this mm-hmm. with. Um, Doug Long mm-hmm. has a very specific question. Yes. And while it's inappropriate, I will give him the answer without saying what the question was. Uh, the answer is yes, but like Canes do it better. Ooh. And for <laughs> for uh, Matt Steele, uh, you submitted a question to me as well. I did. Even I'm though curious you're to know. Probably sitting across from me. Um, I would have to say uh, Lucy. Okay. Yeah. That's also why I should play Lucy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and thank mm-hmm. you guys for tuning in to the Blood, Sweat, and Silver podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you all listening. Talk about the afterliving. Uh, send me a message if you liked it. Write a review for the book. Give five stars. Give five stars. An honest five stars. And we will hopefully catch up with uh, some more interesting projects that we develop here in Los Angeles. So thanks, guys. Thank you.